Welcome to R&R Showtime with Robert and Ryan. Today we'll be talking about Captain Falcon, or not Captain Falcon, it's just Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 2. The Star-Spangled Man. Yes. So we'll start off with our first impressions. Ryan, would you like to go first? Oh yeah, this episode's like so much better than the first in my opinion, and now I'm actually interested in the show like much more than I was than with episode one. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. My impression of this, like there's a lot of cool things happening, but there's just something about this episode that actually almost uh, like failed for me. And so coming out of it, I was kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe a little let down, which is like weird to say. Maybe it's because in some way my expectations were actually kind of higher for this episode or something. But um, I, I think, yeah, maybe that's the thing. Like we had different reactions to the first episode. So like my my expectations had been so totally killed that an episode filled with just like intrigue and learning stuff as opposed to like the sort of humdrumness of the first episode made me like this one more. And oh, I mean, we're going to get into it, but I think like one of the issues I had with the first step or yeah. Okay. Let's, we'll just get into it at the yeah. end. Yeah. Let's get through our recap and maybe touch on some of those points. Um, yeah. So episode starts out with uh, John Walker um, in the, in his old high school locker room, football locker room. Yeah. And uh, you know, he has an interaction with, a woman who I'm assuming is his girlfriend and or his wife. Presumably, yeah. Yeah, and uh, with his uh, partner. Is it, what is it, his first name? I know it's Hoskinson, right? Uh, Lamar Hoskins. Yeah, Lamar Hoskins. Um, you know, talks with him a little bit, kind of about his new, you know, how he's feeling about his new role as uh, Captain America. And then, uh, you know, we see him march out to, you know, fanfare uh, and to a, you know, live televised, you know, episode of good morning america out on the football field of his high school and uh you know people kind of get a new introduction to uh, the new captain america and learn we we as an audience learn a little bit more about him you know they they talk about his his resume that he's a decorated um veteran a three medal of honor winner i think i think that yeah yeah, yeah three medal of honor and apparently he has you know th- they they indicate that he has sort of extra human, uh, you know, speed and senses and things like that. Again, not well, not like enhanced in any special way, but we we can see that in you know comic book sort of worlds, there are people that are sort of the step the step above the you know a, a regular class of people. Yeah, and, we see we see like a clip of him throwing the shield around, and it's like impressive, like his ability to like fire it out, like launch it from his hand without having the super soldier power that cap did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this kind of relates to like the, you know, what I was thinking of, like with the Falcon and, and like things, you know, the Falcon black widow and, uh, you know, Hawkeye who are all regular people. They are not special in, in that they are like alien blooded or, um, you know, enhanced in any particular way. Um, or even, you can even say Tony Stark as well, technically, because he, yeah. you know, is just a, he's just a regular man. But they all have essentially like ultra heightened abilities in whatever they are. You super know, smart, super marksman, super agility, super super human strength without it being a result of like the serum or some other means. Yeah, essentially, you know, peak peak condition and all these things like the, you know, the highest ability to achieve um, as a human. So we see that the John Walker does seem to kind of be in that class. He is like a, a pinnacle human being in his, you know, uh, capability. So, so he is in, you know, some ways without having a super um, uh, soldier serum suited to be Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we get this uh, introduction to him and it kind of fades into uh, Bucky actually watching it sitting on the floor of his, um, his apartment, and uh, you know, then we get a cut from this scene where we meet Captain America over to Sam. 
Sam. Yeah. So cuts over to Sam and he's uh, talking with Torres in sort in like a, you know, a airplane I, hangar. Yeah. And as they're coming out, essentially getting ready from some kind of mission to Munich, uh, Bucky shows up and, you know, starts kind of just railing on Sam. You know, why'd you give it the shield? You shouldn't have done it. Did you, did you not expect that, you know, them to do that with it? And Sam's kind of just trying to brush it off and just keep moving and, you know, he, he said, I, hey, I've got somewhere to be. It's, you know, I'm not worried about that right now. Like, you know, I was just trying to do what I thought was right. Yada, yada. Um, and uh, as he's, you know, he's saying, hey, I'm planning, I'm dealing with something more important. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to go after this terrorist group. Bucky says, all right, well, I'm coming with you. Yeah. Let's, let's go deal with this together. You know, and, and right here we get this first interaction between them, this sort of, you know, that they, you know, the, the budding heads that the whole buddy cop kind of feel that we're going for where, you know, and Sam kind of comes off as the, obviously the lighter hearted one and Bucky's much more stern and, and serious. And you he likes get, to stare. Yeah. Apparently he likes to stare. It's his thing. So, <laughs> um, they jump in the airplane hangar and they head off, you know, we, and again, we get some of this, we just, we just get to see the Bucky Sam interaction, as you know, he jumps out of the plane. You know, Bucky jumps out of the plane as well. Just literally jumps out. And again, this is where we see Bucky, who is not enhanced, as far as I know. No, he's he is said he that he was super serum. That's why he's lived this long, oh, other than being in cold storage. And also, yeah, I don't know that the super serums is is the reason that. I mean, I get I could just be totally wrong here. This is just my previous thought. I guess I guess he does indicate later in the episode that he has the the super serum that people he has like us when he's yeah yeah. So well, you know. Nonetheless, he does literally jump out of a plane, you know, grabbing on the branches basically to brace his 200 foot, you know, fall from an airplane. Um, catches up with Sam and they they enter into these sort of, uh, you know, half broken buildings out in the middle of kind of like a, you know, forested area. And they see the flag smashers who they have tracked here. And they seem to be loading up some large crates. And we get, we get a, a view of them and it, and it looks as if like more than one of them are picking up these huge crates with you know with ease so this is when we get our first clue that they also are enhanced just like the one that we had seen in the previous episode that torres had gotten um beat up by so uh using a scanner sam and red wing yeah and red wing uh sam sees that there might be another hostage inside of one of these um uh these these trucks that they're loading up and so they you know thinking there's a hostage Bucky runs after him and, and uh, Sam follows and they begin pursuit and they just really hop right into it. Jump, you know, like fly up on one of the vans, you know, rip it open and Bucky gets inside and, you know, finds the hostage only to find out that the hostage is not a hostage. It was just an inside uh, flag smasher on the inside of their uh, their truck, essentially. And he, she knocks him out and basically Sam and Bucky engage with these flag smashers on top of both of these trucks. And they're going back and forth, but the flag smashers, you know, we, you know, we seem to kind of have them a little bit. They we they see that they the all apparently have the super serum. Yeah, power. They all have the super serum, and they kind of get them on the ropes a little bit, where they have you know Bucky held and and uh, you know Sam being held at bay as well. And you know, at that point, somebody say jumps in to uh, kind of you know help them out and save them a little bit. And it's Captain America. Not dun, 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 dun. not 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 our Captain America, but the captain america john walker mm -hmm. along with his uh trusty um uh, sidekick lamar hoskins and they come in swoop in and they don't i mean they they engage in the battle and they start to hold their own but they don't like turn it to the tide of victory they basically just help uh, Bucky and Sam get out of there alive and then they also sort of make their they also sort of get kicked off the truck and it, it's still a failure but they come in and they're able to help yeah presumably I mean you know the, it could have gone more south uh, if they hadn't shown up I mean who knows but yeah they, they showed up and, and definitely you know lend aid but uh, the even the, the four of them and you know I think this might be Something even said that because they didn't all work together, uh, they they sort of were working, you know, in tandem, but not uh, you know with each other. We're not able to overcome the all, all the super serumed uh, flag smashers that were there. So we see Sam and Bucky start to make a walk on their own, and then 
we get uh, more of that that interaction, you know. Yeah. Or Sam's just, uh, you know, razzing Bucky, just you know, making a bunch of jokes about him being a cyborg. I was, you know, it's like, uh, you know, what, what's going through that cyborg brain of yours? I can just see those gears turning. <laughs> oh, oh, he's having a malfunction. Like, uh, which, <laughs> yeah, funny. Kind of get some of that funny banter. Mm-hmm. Then uh, uh, Walker comes along in this uh, military vehicle that he and. Uh, Lamar in and basically ask them to join. They're very resistant at first because clearly they're not they're not fans of this uh, non Steve Captain America, but they they relent and they hop in the car and then they drive along the way and have conversation. And uh, the new Captain America, John Walker, is trying to convince them to join up with them to help with the uh, aim of the GRC, the Global Repatriation Council. And Sam and Bucky basically are saying, are are resisting joining sides with him. And mostly because they don't, they don't like that he was, he's trying to take Steve's spot. And in this scene, we sort of get John like, trying to do trying to do what he thinks is right he trying to convince them and he seem he seems like a so, somewhat decent guy we also get like this uh sidekick name for lamar battlestar battlestar yeah i mean it's, it is kind of cool yeah and i think that's the point where bucky just like hops off yeah that's literally, literally <laughs> he says he tells him his name is battlestar and bucky says Stop the car, like, <laughs> and they get out. He's just like, I'm done, like. And then we get one more bit of dialogue uh, from John to Sam, trying to. I, I don't know what the exact line was, but he he brings up Steve's name, and I think that was uh, enough for Sam to be like, "All right, I'm out too." And mm-hmm. then they walk away. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and you know during this interaction and our sort of initial introduction to John Walker. I mean, we're kind of getting this picture painted though that that John Walker is is actually a le- uh, at least he seems to be a legitimately like good guy. Yeah, I mean he he does not seem like he's you know some kind of like I think I think previously we we were looking for the setup like he was going to be a you know under the thumb sort of like government shill. Uh, and I mean so far it's I mean he is obviously a you know member of the military, but he's he's a decorated veteran and and you know seems to have you know kind of high hopes and, and want, I mean, he, he helps Sam and Bucky and, and really says, Hey, join us. We're going to, let's do this together, you know, really in the pursuit of, you know, accomplishing the mission. And, and, you know, it's, I think, I don't know, it's, you get kind of a good feeling from like, this is not like, yeah, I think, I think part of the goal of the first few interactions we see with this guy in this episode was to get us, the audience to not hate the guy mm-hmm. because we're, we're not going to like this guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's replacing Steve. He's replacing Steve when Sam specifically his wishes were, Hey, this, this shield belongs to Steve. It shouldn't be in mm-hmm. any person's hand other than his. And so we're going to be predisposed to dislike this guy. So we get the episode opening with him being very humanized, being glorified. Um, and yeah, this scene, I still don't see like, from this scene, I still don't like get a sense that this dude's bad, like in any particular way. He seems to be fairly genuine thus far, but it's still early. We still have more time and we still get more interactions with him in this episode. But so from here we get Sam and Bucky flying off and Bucky request that they uh, make a stop to meet someone in Baltimore where they come to this sort of impoverished like a neighborhood and they arrive to the house of Isaiah Bradley, Mm -hmm. a veteran super soldier. Yes. Who they find out from speaking with him that, you know, that Bucky essentially had, he, he met him back in, you know, 1951 and during the Korean war, um, apparently Isaiah working with the government, they got wind of, you know, the winter soldier being, uh, you know, out somewhere in Korea. He, he says the peninsula, but I'm not sure exactly what that's referring to. I mean, I assume that he might be referring to Korea, the Korean peninsula. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and you know, says that they, you know, they sent men after the winter soldier and none of them came back. So they dropped Isaiah and, and apparently, you know, Isaiah actually whipped his ass, like actually beat the winter soldier, which is, you know, not unsurprising. Uh, he said he took, you know, tore off half of his metal arm at that time. And, you know, uh, part of what Isaiah wanted to see here was, you know, he kind of wanted to see if he grew his arm back and, uh, you know, just, and see if he'd come back to kill him. Um, you know, Bucky says, I'm not a killer anymore. And, you know, this sort of starts Isaiah into a bit of a, you know, in a bit, a bit of a rage and he gets more and more, you know, agitated as he talks about, you know, he says, you know, you know what I got for being a hero? Uh, you know, put, they put him in prison for 30 years and did it's, tests on him yep. and everything. We don't get a lot too much background other than, but you know, we can, I, I, I'm not sure exactly how it went about, but yeah, they basically indicate that they locked him away and, you know, just experimented on him for years. And that's, you know, basically what he got for being the, you know, next, you know, super soldier. And, you know, he basically, you know, in rage, tosses something against the, the wall and we get the confirmation that he does have super strength and, yeah, you know, tells them to leave. Yeah. And we see that Sam, after seeing this, is visibly and notably troubled by the discovery that there was a black super soldier that no one had ever heard about that like only apparently Bucky and maybe some military people knew because Steve was never told about it. Falcon never knew about him. Nobody ever knew that this other super soldier who was fighting presumably for the U S fighting like evils or what have you fighting Hydra because he fought Bucky and mm -hmm. beat Bucky but no one knew about this guy and he's living in this like sort of rundown neighborhood and he's clearly like not a happy guy. He's kind of miserable. Yeah. I mean, kind he's, of got a lot of rage. Yeah. Scarred probably PSD from, you know, the things that he experienced and, um, and this, this troubles Sam because it's clearly just, uh, it, it, it weighs just heavy an, on him. It's yeah. an injustice. Yeah. Really. I mean, you know, this is, this, this man should have been the next Captain America is what it really was. I mean, he was the next guy to have super soldier serum that worked for America and, you know, fought its enemies. And But apparently he was just a secret. Yeah, they just made him a secret. They didn't want, you know, again, 1951. Why would America want to make a black man the Captain America? That might send the wrong message, you know. Yeah. And so and so this even doubly rings true almost, you know, again, it's not said, but it, I, I can see here that you know, Sam's already felt the slight of not, you know, of, of them going to choose a new Captain America and it not being him. But now knowing that, like, there should have been almost another Captain America already, another black Captain America. And, you know, that was not only was he not uh, made Captain America, not given the, the maybe the acclaim and the fame that someone deserves like him. But he was, you know, he was he was put away. He was he was taken, you know, he take, had 30 years of his life taken away. And, and it's just I don't know. It's just this double double you know like kick in the chest and adding insult to injury mm -hmm. we see the cops roll up on this agitated black man yelling at the poor white bucky and and they're just like mm -hmm. are, are we are is there is there a problem here sir like yeah. are, can you calm down sir sir yeah it, it, it's asking yeah asking bucky if if asking bucky if he, uh, this man's bothering him while he has his hand on his gun meanwhile yeah and Sam, again, you know, they say, do you have ID? Again, you know, you know, pulling up to a man just standing in the street, you know, talk, talk, talking agitatedly with another man, but asking him for his ID. I mean, like, yeah, uh, you know, so no, he doesn't need to show you ID. Yeah. But so, I mean, yeah, it's clear. It's a clear scene. We get that. And uh, at, at a certain point, the other officer like sort of whispers to him yeah, like, like those are avengers yeah those are avengers man i'm like oh mr wilson i'm so sorry yeah exactly and so and that that makes everything okay now you know oh it's totally fine that they're there and uh but they they kind of go back to their police car and you know after uh, appeasing them and you know are uh, supplicating them really and and we see that the reason they actually showed up what they were really reporting to mm, it's not the real reason they were showing up they the just find out as a result of them, no, they just, they pulled up because it was a black guy shouting at a white man. Then they realize, oh, Bucky, you're under arrest. Like yeah, they go, they go to check their records on the two. I mean, I guess some, something else because because they stop what they're doing, talking to them to go 
jump in the car and check something. Like yeah, they, they check the they check that he has an outstanding warrant. But I feel like they already knew something, right? I mean, yeah, you're probably right that they did just pull up, but, but I was thinking like because another a cop car pulls up at the same time. Yeah, um, that's just that's just to sort of reinforce the idea that there's cops patrolling like these sort of uh, inner city neighborhoods mm-hmm. and like are ready to hop anytime they see this sort of like what should just be an interaction between two people being escalated by the mm-hmm. military force that that's the at least the point that's being made yeah i mean i think that's you know probably fair to say um but yeah they basically say that uh you know they, they do get a report that uh bucky was he has a warrant out for his arrest because he missed his court mandated therapy yes uh, and so they arrest him and, you know, take him away. And so at this point we cut away from what Bucky and Sam are doing. And we cut over to the flag smashers essentially. Yes. Yeah. I, and we may, have, we may have cut to them at, a, at another point as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There might've been a little cut to them, but I think this is the point at which, where we show them sort of arriving at a, you know, a safe house in Germany. Um, and the, the man who's providing the safe house sort of, you know, his, he's talking and saying, you know, oh, people, more and more people are, you know, showing up and they are, and, and they supporting you. And, you know, many people love you. You will find support anywhere you go is what he's saying. You know, so, so we're getting a little bit of background here, a little bit of exposition. I understand like, you know, lots of people are supporting the flag smashers and apparently what they're doing and, and that they were distributing medicines out. Uh, so this, I mean, they, it, you know, they're doing kind of an evil thing here, but it's sort of what they, you know, a good the, the intentions here are good, you know, stealing, you know, and distributing medicines. Good thing, you know, that they maybe want a world without borders has some sort of good intention, but maybe what they're, how they're going about it might not be. And we even get the leader Carly in this scene, basically asking the other members to make sure that they're committed to the goal because after tomorrow there's kind of no going back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also indicates that she gets some text messages from some unknown number saying, you know, I'm going to find you and kill you. You took what, you know, you, you stole something from me. Um, so we don't know who exactly that is, but we get, we get an idea of a name later on. Yeah. But back, back to Sam seeing Bucky get released from prison. He, he actually arrives and sees his therapist there and he thanks her for getting him out. But she reveals that it wasn't her. It was John Walker (laughs) who's arrived to um, uh, get Bucky out because, you know, he's a valuable asset to the fight of the global terrorism. So, yeah, he he made sure to get him out and even noted that his uh, therapy schedule is going to change so that he can be more of an asset going forward. I think I think specifically like he's like he's saying his therapy schedule is over, so he doesn't need to you know, basically go back to it. I, I'm not sure about that. I don't, I don't anticipate the therapy being completely over yet. Well, that's, that's what she, so, so what ends up, you know, he, he basically says like, we need to, you know, get this out of the way. Cause you know, we need him to, to be able to, you know, come out and help us. And I was under the impression that it just wasn't mandated on like a regular basis, but it, yeah. So, so we may, we may well see him go back, but I don't believe it is going to be mandated anymore. She, she sort of says, this is going to be your release or your, um, uh, I can't remember exactly the term she used, but it's basically, this is going to be your release therapy condition. You have to do at least one last therapy with me before I release you. Um, and so she, and she says, Sam, you need to come back with me as well. It was, you know, clearly you guys have some stuff going on here. Yeah. And we get, we get the, the, uh, impromptu, uh, therapy session between the two and it, it, they're quite hostile to each other. And she's trying to get them to, you know, behave like adults. She calls them childish at several points. She specifically uses, um, she, she says, I'm going to use some therapy that I would use with couples. <laughs> yeah. Which is just, I mean, like, you know, to add a little bit of humor to the situation. Uh, or, you know, she says, you know, well, if a miracle, if, if a miracle were to happen when you wake up, what miracle would you want? And, of course, you know, Bucky's response is, well, in my miracle you know, he would talk less. Oh, and I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. So they're, they're not being helped by the therapy. They're agitated. They're agitated with each other. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, they sort of like, we, we get more of why, uh, 
Bucky was upset about the shield being let go because he was worried that if Steve was wrong about Sam, then Steve might be wrong about him. And we can see how that sort of shakes his idea of himself because a lot of his faith in himself came from Steve's faith in him, Mm -hmm. which is problematic, but it, 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 it is what it is. And we get we basically get by the end of the therapy, the two saying that they're going to work to continue to work together on this. But after that, they they don't want to see each other again. Yeah. And, you know, I do really like that interaction of the scene. Again, the scene has the same where we're getting more of this, you know, this uh, humorous interaction between them where, you know, they clearly don't like, you know, we don't like each other, but we have to work together to solve the problem kind of thing. Um but but also that that insight into you know Bucky's psyche and you know why this I mean I I can understand we can I think we can understand in just a superficial way why he might be upset that he gave the shield away he's like oh no you know he this isn't what Steve wanted but but that that comment and finding out that that's how Bucky feels really just you know yeah it, it gives us a better understanding of you know how he functions that you know he's trying to overcome all the things that he did. And like Ryan already said that, you know, a, a core and a thing that's really probably helped him along is that, you know, Steve believed in him that yeah. Steve said, I know you're a good guy. And, it, you know, to be, have that in some, uh, have that challenged essentially in some way to see that somebody else that Steve believed in, uh, you know, essentially throw it away and, you know, tarnish that make less of it. You know, I can see how it would be, very difficult, very, you know, really, uh, bother him. So it's, I, I don't know. It's just another humanizing moment for Bucky, which almost just kind of, again, uh, as Ryan might've said it in the last, uh, episode really just, it makes you more interested in, in Bucky, the winter soldier, who's kind of just been such a side character in so many of these movies. Like, I mean, he's been there and he's been, you know, cool kind of, and, and you know, doing his thing, but it's just never majorly significant really. And now like, he's just, I think he's really getting his own, you know, time to shine, really some real depth to his character. Very much so. Yeah, I, I, I'm really liking Sebastian Stan's performance in this overall. So we get them leaving the, the, the police, the, the place where Bucky was arrested and they had the therapy and we get this quick interaction with uh, Walker and it, it's one more time where Walker's trying to get them to join the, his side. And they basically say, hey, you know, you have to follow certain rules. We're free agents. We're going to work better being playing by our own rules. And Walker sa- sort of accepts this. But then he says, but hey, stay out of my way. So this is the first time I think that we get the sense that maybe this guy does have a dark side to him. Maybe, maybe our initial instincts were right that he's not as perfect. He's not the golden boy that the rest of the episode was making us believe he might be. I don't know if that necessarily makes me think, you know, you know, show me a dark side. I mean, I think it's, you know, he, he's a man on a mission. Like he's, he is a military guy that is, you know, uh, has, has apparently, you know, completed many missions. And, and if, and, and, and maybe in his mind, I think, that he's Captain America. Now it's his job to do this right here. And if they're not going to work with him, then then it's simple as that. Like, do not get in my way. Like, you guys could, you know, ruin this because you're going to, you know, run off and, you know, do it however you want. But there's like, a, you know, like a, maybe there's an authority that he's maybe assumed being Captain America. Like, I, I have the, the clearance from the government. Like, I've been appointed to be this guy. And, you know, you I, don't I, don't mess this up. Well, I still I mean, just maybe it's just the way that they filmed it. It had a sinister air to it. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. All right. After this, we get a cut over to the Flag Smashers, who appear to be loading up a uh, plane with the medical supplies that they had taken. And at this time, it looks like they one of the people say, oh, we've been tracked. They found us. And they mention that it's the power brokers that have uh, found them. And they, we, we get a cut of the, of uh, Carly, I believe was her name. Mm -hmm. uh, I think so. Being like sort of afraid, but like trying to get them to load as much as they can onto the plane so that they can get the supplies to the people who need them as soon as possible. And we even have one of the people, one of the members of the flag smashers 
say, go, I'll, I'll distract them. And he uses his power to knock over some telephone wire and then go up and basically buy them time while he gets shot up by the several like military vehicles filled with armed men just firing, taking fire at him as they pull up. And it gives the Flag Smashers the chance to fly away with the all the supplies that they needed. Yeah. And we this is like I, I see this as like a glimpse into the, you know, kind of how serious these people are taking it, how, you know, important this is to these guys. That that's I mean, that guy straight up knew and went full in to sacrifice his life. He said, I'm ready to die for this right now. Yeah. And so we get that to them. I mean, this, you know, this is serious and they're, you know, ready to die, which I mean, it means that they're willing to do anything. They yeah. Got nothing to lose. So, yeah, they certainly have commitment behind them. From here, we cut back to Sam and Bucky, and they're just talking out what their plan going forward is. And they basically come to the conclusion that the only other person that really knows Hydra and can maybe help them gain some information on how the super serum is being got to these flag smashers is uh zemo and so they decide that they need to head out and uh talk to him yep and that's pretty much where we conclude the episode so uh, i think we'll move into our talking points um yeah pretty interesting that you know i guess like we didn't nobody knew exactly how zemo was going to come in the series but i think it's interesting that it's it's them going to him that they're going to use him as like a. I do I do think that most people were under the impression that Zemo was going to make some sort of breakout like he was going to use his sort of cunning and stuff to make his way out and that maybe he was the behind the flag smashers or that he 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 was playing some greater role prior to this and maybe he is but yeah the idea that they're gonna go bring him into this is is not something i saw coming yeah that's gonna be interesting it's interesting to think like whether are they gonna be the ones that break him out maybe you know like it's so important that they're gonna break into the the facility or is it maybe as a result of you know hit their interaction with him maybe maybe it's uh you know he's gonna say you know get me out and i'll tell you what you need to know or i'll take you to the place that you know so I, I'm I'm imagining that that's probably going to how it's going to end up going because, uh, I mean that's only that that just seems like the most logical way they'd have to handle it. And they're probably going to chafe against it like no we don't want to take him out he's a bad guy or we'll just keep a tight leash on him and then of course he's going to escape when they take him to wherever they need to go. All right, so one thing that I want to address is I mentioned at the beginning of this that I like this episode more and one of the things that I alluded to but didn't really say is that one of the things that i appreciated most about this episode was that i think it did a better job and a more interesting job of playing with the sort of race dynamics that they were like sort of skirting around in the first episode like they didn't want to go right out and say that sam was wasn't getting his loan because he was black. They were definitely implying it, but like there was enough sort of like wiggle room with the loan officer saying, "Oh, well, you don't have this and things are really tight around here." It, it, there was enough wiggle room in that first episode to sit, make it seem that it wasn't a race thing, but the fact that they cast Falcon to be the one mm-hmm having the thing that's sort of what my issue was. I think was that they wanted to make it a race thing, but they didn't like go like they didn't make it clear that yes, it was a race thing. But in this episode, they they're not, they're not tiptoeing around it. Like one, one interesting interaction we have is when uh, they first arrive in Baltimore and they're walking through the neighborhood and a kid um, uh, notices uh, Sam and says, hey, look, it's Black Falcon. He says, it's just Falcon. My dad said it was Black Falcon. Is it because I'm black? Yeah. Well, then can I call you Black Kid? And and then this leads right into Isaiah, who is a black man who had the super serum, who should have been 
a Captain America level star and hero, but instead got 30 years in prison and lives in a poor neighborhood now. Like it, this episode wanted to make it clear that this show is tackling race and it's it's still sort of surface level at this point it's sort of just like bringing up things like the cop thing like it's it, 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 it we we we're not going to see what the show is really trying to say about it or if it's going to suggest some solutions and maybe it's just pointing out that there is an issue with um uh, in particular we're getting the sense of the veterans being neglected especially minority veterans and that is been a thing in the past and it's i'm just i i feel better about how this episode made a more clear stance than in the first episode where i felt it was just like dipping its toe in i i i i'm yeah i'm looking forward to it what what are your thoughts yeah i mean i i I kind of like uh, everything you're saying and, you know, essentially agree. I like that they are, you know, portraying these things in, you know, evocative and clear ways and really just trying to paint the picture. I, you know, again, the racial thing is very clear and obvious, but what I, you know, and I think, I think this is maybe all, you know, also very apparent, but something that's going a little more, but yeah, it's, it's the, um, how, how America treats it's, you know, the veterans that come home. That I mean, uh, I think in that moment where you know they said you know they're Avengers, it's kind of the same you know, or where you know Sam says like, "Hey, I've done a lot for this country, right?" And you know, take away being Avenger, but just you know, like consider him as a you know, Sam is also just an Air Force veteran in and of himself, and it's the same kind of thing that you know, hey, oh, hey, this, hey, this guy's a you know, this guy's a veteran, right? Like, or you know, he, oh, hey, sorry, sir, I didn't know you were you know, high level captain stuff. Like now, you know, now a black man gets a little more acclaim because he's a veteran. But even so, comes back and can't get a loan. You know, can't you know can't get the help that he needs uh, to you know really survive. Though we see how Isaiah, a you know a, a again man that was supposed, should have been Captain America, but let alone just should have at least been a hero. You know, should have been it was it, it is implied that he did a lot for the country, and instead of you know coming home and being taken care of, he you know was was cast aside. Um, and so I I do like this commentary. I'd like to see, you know, how, uh, you know, I, I, I like to see exactly where it goes in the show, like what they, you know, if they show something that, you know, kind of portrays like a solution. Uh, yeah, because because there's plenty of you know things where we see uh, the commentary in the injustice. But I, I would like to see if, if you know, Disney is uh, brave enough or or, um, you know, really just capable of, of portraying a way to move forward. So I think that's, you know, a, just a, a positive and excellent you know, thing that, you know, to, to be able to communicate in this medium at the, at the very least putting, putting this, uh, these topics, like making this a thing in what is presumably going to be a very widely viewed show. Like WandaVision did massive numbers and this is the direct lead in. And I think that this show should appeal to more people than WandaVision. in my idea of what this show is going to be, it seems like a more like general crowd pleaser type of show. So hopefully that these themes aren't, are allowing people to think about it and it's not just going to scare people off. So, and then do do you have something? Um, I mean, uh, if you, if you finish your thought there, I have sort of just, uh, you know, my own, you know, from what I mentioned in my first impression, which was um, that something about this second episode that sort of let me down, and I could be totally alone in this. And, you know, I, I it's hard for me to even put my finger on it, but I did not feel the chemistry between Bucky and Sam. You know, obviously there there are so many moments where they're trying to, you know, make this feeling of, you know, like, Oh, you know, Sam's the funny guy and he's trying to be, you know, and, and Bucky's this and that. But I just I don't know what it was about this that and again, maybe this is just I had too much of an expectation for it. But it, it just didn't, you know, it didn't really um, it just didn't like feel like they were like 
like their interaction was as genuine as I would have hoped, except for, I, I think there are moments where it does, um, where, like when they are in the little therapy session, I think that feels a lot more, that, that feels a lot stronger, but, um, some of the stuff that they were doing, like even, even the fact that like Bucky just shows up and is like, I'm going on this mission with you. Yeah. He, he doesn't really have any reason he's going on the mission with him at all. Almost. He just says, I, well, I'm going to go too. like, I guess, you know, maybe cause Bucky wants to do something right. Or he, you know, he, I mean, but it almost, almost feels like he's just following Sam for no reason. Kind of, I, I'm just not, you know, like he just wants to keep yelling at him for something or I just, I didn't quite understand. And, and that kind of made it feel like weirdly forced that like, Bucky didn't really have a stake in going to stop these terrorists other than maybe other than just, I guess, to do the right thing, just to help stop some terrorists. Cause that's bad. All right. So. And if, if, if we're going to talk about this, I want to. So first of all, chemistry wise, I think at this point they're not supposed to have chemistry. They're, they're opposed. They're like clashing in a way that's meant to feel like, they're getting at each other's throats. I don't think, I think that's maybe something that we'll hopefully see later on. Cause at this point, like we shouldn't feel like they should be teaming up because they're saying like, they're saying within the show that they don't really like each other and that they don't really like want to do this, but they know that they want to work together on it. And I see Bucky, Bucky shows up when he finds out that Sam gave away the shield and that the shield went to someone else because Bucky's pretty upset about that. And that's why he's basically tagging along to like try and figure out, trying to get Sam to admit why he gave it up and like try to figure out like why Sam did this because of what he says later on that if Steve was wrong about Sam, then Steve could be wrong about him. So he's trying it's almost like Bucky wants Sam to prove that he should be Captain America and that he just did something dumb. Now, that's, I think, what you just said there, you know, that, that Bucky's tagging along almost to watch that, that he wants to see Sam prove that he should be. That, you know, that actually, you know, helps. I think that helps me a little bit. But what I'm saying with, with chemistry is not that they shouldn't have an, you know, like an attachment or anything right now, because of course, right now, I think the natural progression of what the relationship should be is antagonistic a little bit right now. Like we have to be work together, but we don't want to. Then that's, that's really what it should be. Like, that's how a lot of like the buddy cop movies look. It's like, Oh, I'm the cop that does it the clean and right way. And I'm the cop that does it kind of like this way. And we're forced to work together, even if we don't like each other's methods. And, but eventually we'll learn that we complement each other and we work together. Well, blah, blah. like that's sort of the arc and the, you know, very, you know, typical understanding. And it's really just that, I didn't, I don't feel like I think, okay. So, so if I can like think of one small example, like uh, the most re there was a Starsky and Hutch movie, right? With Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. And I, I don't know if you watched it. I don't know no. if anybody else watched it, you know, but if anybody has watched it, right. It's the same. It is literally a buddy cop thing where, you know, Hey, like, you know, I'm kind of on the dirt. I'm like sort of a dirty cop kind of, and I'm like a by the books cop. And you know, they, they, again, they come, they kind of rail against each other, but have to work together. And eventually at the end, they're like, oh, we actually work really well together in that movie. The beginning antagonism, it seems kind of, uh, it seems like when they're like, they are literally forced to work together. They're like, you know, we have to both be on this case kind of thing. And that, that antagonism is, it, it seems genuine, right? It, it seems like they're both going about this, but, and, and they're, you know, doing it in their own way, but we're sort of railing against each other. And there's just something about, and, you know, I want to like, you know, Falcon and Soldier, I want this to be good. I, you know, I think some of what they're doing is kind of, you know, funny and interesting and I see what they're doing, but it doesn't seem again, like your reasoning why Bucky follows him does give a little bit more purpose, but it's, it just seems like a lot for, I mean, I get Bucky showed up there, talk about the shield. I get it. But him going on this mission with him, Bucky has no stake in this mission. He So if the only reason he's following him is to see if he really should have been Captain America or something, that seems kind of like a weak reason for him to go. I mean, I got, other than, again, I, I can give it's him other not, reasons. I mean, it's not the only reason. Like, it's yeah. just part, it's like part of him, there's like a core, like something with it. Like part of him is like, oh yeah, let me go help with this. But like part of him does want Sam to like, he wants to basically figure out what the deal is like Steve saw something in this guy and 
right now he's not seeing that in this guy. And if Steve's wrong, then what, what else is Steve wrong about? It's very much, it's really his reflection on Steve more than I, these two are brought together pretty much entirely by a connection to Steve. And I, and, and as a result, they are not like completely hostile to each other. There is some level of like, camaraderie yeah like almost like a sibling rivalry aspect to it and we're gonna have the rest of the show to basically have them sort of be brought together and like an established a relationship between the two of them not a relationship between steve in the middle of them they they have to figure out how to work together as opposed to working with steve at the same time i I, I again, I hear what you're saying, and again, all that kind of leads, but I, I just don't feel. I, I feel like these in, uh, these antagonistic forces. The whole point of again, a buddy cop thing is usually they are forced to work together, and they don't want to work together, right? In this, they're not being forced to work together. You know, Bucky is just deciding to go along, and then they made in that therapy thing. They just made this agreement. All right, well, we'll just we'll just work this whole thing out again. If Bucky just wants to like help with the flag smashers thing then that in and of itself is a motivation. Like he can just be like, oh, there's some kind of terrorist thing. Let me go help with it. But really, Bucky has no reason to work with Sam at all. Like he had no reason to join and go with him. Other other than, again, the simple motivation, I'm just going to go help because terrorism is bad. You Look, know, it's it's not like what I, and, and because of that, some of this stuff feels like, you know, like uh, it, it's basically like either either Bucky wants to be working with him or he doesn't. So him, them acting like they don't want to work together doesn't work for me when they could just not be. Look, know? so I, I, I just think you're not appreciating. Well, and just to I say, mean, and, no, and I mean, another point. So another point here is that there so their interactions like the, you know, funny little like quips and stuff like that just also feel in some ways a little bit forced. Like it, you know, it doesn't always feel very um like it just again, it doesn't come off as as genuine as I would hope. It doesn't come off as like smooth and like this you know ha 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 like they're you know these just don't like it just like the falcons like little quips and stuff about him seem very like written and they you know they don't seem like some interaction that he something he just came up with like because it was funny in the moment it seems like it was like it was a funny thing that the writers put in there and to to illustrate this clearly illustrate the you know humorous relationship between them and uh, and again, that maybe that's just like the poor writing, and maybe I'm just totally wrong. Maybe that's just just how I felt about it. But I definitely, again, from a guy who wanted to like this and definitely wanted this to be like, be you know have that interaction, uh, it just didn't land as well for me. And I don't know. So that's uh, kind of how I feel about it. All right. So previous point, or uh, so second point, I said it in the first episode. I don't think the show has the best writing. I don't think this episode made the writing any better, quite frankly, but I think I just am getting more past. I I think I'm getting past the fact that the show doesn't have great writing and then I'm just trying to enjoy it. Like maybe that's why, like you're right. Some of those quips were felt a little forced and like the beginning stuff with John Walker in the locker room, like it did a good job at introducing me to this character, but it was all very like exposition dump. I'm not saying that the show has good writing. I'm saying that it's entertaining me. And what I was, I was about to say this about Falcon winter soldier and I'm okay. I was going to say people are more nuanced than I don't want to work with you. And that's all that they mean. Falcon and Sam and Bucky probably actually do want to work with each other. Like they appreciate having this connection to Steve around, but they're too stubborn or machismo to admit that. So they'd rather just argue and bicker about it while still hanging out and still doing stuff together. I think, I think saying that is like, I, I, I do. You're not seeing the chemistry. I think I do see the chemistry. I think Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie are really good actors. And like they, there's a lot of things putting the two against each other, but the two want to like each other. I get the sense like in the back of 
like like in their in their hearts like there's the steve aspect brings them together and like they have enough respect for steve that they respect this other person because steve respected them and that's sort of the thing that's bringing them together but they're also like they're not like they don't really jive together as people so there's like this sort of like friction between them and I'm just saying that this is the first episode we get together with them. And if there's going to be what, seven more episodes of them, like getting along and trying to get work it out together. I think we have time to see their chemistry grow. Yeah. The maybe, I mean, maybe it is just kind of a flaw in the writing. Again, maybe it, because of those, there are some of those moments that feel so like clearly trying to, uh, Again, it's I really look at the one where where they're walking on the road and Falcon starts being like, what's going through that cyborg head of yours? Which like it's kind of a funny moment, but it's not it does. It just feels so like 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 fake and like weak. Like they just are like, oh, let's 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 take this moment to illustrate their you know little thingy here. And and again, maybe that's just the writing. Yeah. And maybe how it comes off to me or I'm just like, really? Like, no. Yeah, I, I think it's the writing. And And so maybe that's really it right there. Is that because. You know, like, again, that therapy session, that's where, like, I think, you know, they're acting and that writing was essentially fine. You know, like their their acting came through there and that would that it did illustrate more of this kind of like funny ish, like, you know, them doing some silly stuff there. And I I think that was a good moment. I actually don't think that was well written either. I think that was more the acting in this in the situation. And that's that would even I would even say the acting there saved it. Like, I guess like that interaction was good because. Uh, whatever it was, whatever it was, that interaction was good, but other ones just didn't feel very, you know, they felt kind of, I, I felt that that like silly to me, like not, you know, just not like, again, I understand it's supposed to be kind of funny. Like it's definitely coming, like we're getting the, the Marvel amusement here, but it's just not, yeah, maybe it's just not well-written. And because of that, it, I don't know, it just didn't come across to me. And I was a little disappointed by that. I mean, I think that's pretty much as much as I, you know, like that's really just how I felt about that. Maybe a little disappointed, but I want to actually say this, you know, before we, uh, you know, conclude the episode here is that I, I still like this show and I still liked that episode. Um, I just felt like there's just something about it that, you know, wasn't quite as much as I wanted. And that might be my expectations being a little high and not quite me. Like this was supposed to be like for me, I was like, yeah, cool. They're finally meeting. And maybe I just didn't get what I was hoping for, but still like it and still really enjoying the series and want to see where it goes. So, I mean, yeah, I, can't feel much more opposite than you. I thought that this was significantly better than the first episode. And some of the flaws from the first episode, I think are still there, but like, at least they're doing stuff and it's interesting and it's not an hour of trying to get alone. And I, I I don't know. I, I like this episode better. Yeah. And that's fine. So, and I, I'm more interested to see what we get going forward. Excellent. As I am I. So, well, I think that about wraps it up um, for this episode. So, I mean, unless you have anything else, Ryan. Nope. All right. Well, until next time, folks, this has been Robert. And Ryan. Have a good one. Yeet. <laughs>